Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Our number two to get right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. That's right. Ruben Portillo holding it down for you here. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The truckred.com text line 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation. We are also live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam and on YouTube as well. Coming up here in about 17 minutes, Jay Cornegie, the executive vice president of Superbook Sports Operations at Westgate in Las Vegas, going to be joining us, talking all things NCAA tournament as the tournament resumes uh, this week, later in the week, as we have tomorrow, uh, tomorrow yeah, yeah, Sweet 16 action and Elite Eight, Elite Eight action happening in Vegas. So we'll talk to Jay Cornegie coming up next segment here on the Get Right at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg at Atula. It is halftime at the American Airlines Center. Dallas Mavericks down by two, 65-63. At the half to the Golden State Warriors, Jonathan Kaminga leading the Golden State Warriors with 14 points in the first half. Kavon Looney got 10 boards for the Golden State Warriors as they out-rebounded the Mavericks 24-13 in the first half. Luka Doncic coming back from his thigh strain got 18 points in the first half on 6 of 16 from the field. Christian Wood, Jaden Hardy, your other two players in double figures. Christian Wood has 11, Jaden Hardy has 10 Mavericks shooting just 30% though from the three point line in the first half golden state, not doing much better shooting 30.4%, but it's the Mavericks down by two to Stephen Curry and the golden state warriors on this Wednesday night. That's right. KG. That is exactly what's happening in this basketball game. Now, um, <laughs> in another basketball game that's currently happening in Memphis, um, the NBA is seeing the return of John Morant to the court. Obviously, if you unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard about the John Morant saga with um I think that kind of popped off at least nationally for in our um our our awareness after he got on Instagram live while in a uh, strip club in the greater Denver area and was flashing a gun while on his live situation. Afterwards, you know, we kind of got more information on some previous uh, incidents that had happened with 
you know, him pulling up to the mall when his mom had, had gotten into some level of situation with a security guard there. Uh, with uh, pulling up with some of his associates, we also we definitely knew ahead of that though um, the incident with some Lakers or sorry some Pacers staffers. I don't know why the yellow in my head mm-hmm. made me say Lakers, but some Pacers staffers. Or conditioned to. Um, I guess so. Um, <laughs> where you know after some words were exchanged later on, as an SUV passed by, uh, Pacer staffer said they saw a laser pointed at them that they believed to be on a gun. Right, like there's a lot of these things uh, that I, I think we can, if strung together, we could kind of lace together a narrative of, "Hey man, Jai is out here wilding." Right, and ultimately the big thing was that Instagram live sh- uh, flashing a pistol. And so John Morant took time away from the team, um, and it seems like he went to Florida to go to a rehab facility and, you know, work on himself in some ways. And I think at that point, we all looked at him like, yeah, it's unlikely that he plays again this season. He's going to go. He's going to get himself right. Um, he kind of couched it in the language of mental health. So we all, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, look, man, especially when, when mental health gets evoked. There's not really a lot. I think we all are in the place, and I think rightfully so at this point, where we're just like, yo, handle yours. Like, I, there's not really much more that we could say beyond that, right? And it's taken us a lot for us to get to that place yes. where we are able to accept those terms when it comes to someone dealing with those types of issues. I think about that. What is it, nine games later? later? John Moran is back on the court. It felt rather quick. It did feel rather quick, and I kind of want to discuss this portion of it because – John Morant in a sit-down interview with um, Jalen Rose, who had given a really, uh, really nice, impassioned soliloquy, I guess, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term, about like yeah. the ways in which he he sympathized with John Morant. He's been there and kind of gave saw himself in John Morant. In a there lot you of go, ways. absolutely. And they sat down, they did an interview, and I hate to say it felt more like a a fluff piece than anything else. Yeah. And that's not to say that I don't believe that Ja sees an issue and that Ja is trying to improve himself or whatever. But for a dude who seems to have couched all this in understanding that, you know, something was wrong, something bad happened, and I needed to make an adjustment. When he was asked about all the incidents that we kind of learned about, he was like, yo, those are lies, and I can't wait to talk about those, right, and tell the truth on those. I was like, all right, so we're not really, like, accepting responsibility for all those things, and maybe he feels like those are still things that he doesn't need to accept the responsibility for. All right. When it comes to, like, kind of talking in in a little bit more depth about what it is that he was dealing with, kind of seemed to skirt away from that. And again, in an individual sense, I don't think we are entitled to, like, his struggle and his, all of those things. But just you pair, you piece all of this together, and he's come back quick. And if he's what he's talking about is like he's dealing with a lot of stress, and he's you know he went away to be able to understand better how to you know discuss these things, how to relieve those those stressors. This man has jumped right back into basketball, which seems to be the place in which he was you know garnering the stress from, and it's about to be the playoffs. Yeah. Which is a, I think, the max stressful situation that you can have in the NBA. Yeah. Right, should we be concerned about this dude right now? I am personally. And to the quick point, real quick, on ESPN and the interview that was done by Jalen Rose, in a lot of ways, and you can feel about the criticism and lay, lay on it, I thought it was very self serving by ESPN in a lot of ways because I understand what they were trying to do by having Jalen Rose speak to John ja Morant. But the line of questioning and the way that there was a lack of follow-up at times on certain answers that John Morant gave, talking about some of the accountability that we didn't hear from him, Mm -hmm. those would have been, I think, 
gotten closer to if there had been a little bit better questioning and then some follow-up questions on that. Again, understanding how they got there with Jalen Rose talking to him, I don't know if what we were trying to ascertain for John Morant was best served by Jalen Rose doing that particular interview. And can, can I, one thing I want to say, though, is when I when we're talking about the accountability, it's not really because I feel like I need to hear that accountability. Like it's, it needs to happen for me. I want to hear that he recognizes it. Right. And again, it's not for me. It's for his benefit. Yes, because his again, benefit. like yes. to acknowledge that there's an issue is one thing. If you can't tell me exactly what the issue is, I have a little consideration about like how you are going to address it. You know what I mean? And so I really do. I hope for the best for John Morant. But then also, here's the thing, right? Because I do understand that he is in a bind. His money is caught up in this in more than one way. Obviously, he is, you know, he has some endorsements, but also, like, he is a wildly marketable player. And eligible for a Supermax. <laughs> There's the one, right? Like, in order for him to receive that Supermax, he has to make All-NBA at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, missing the amount of games that he stood to miss if he had just gone through the rest of the season, taking his time to deal with those things, would have put him out of a bad place. Plus... Can I offer you this thing? Because I think people are in a place where they're okay being rather cynical about these sports leagues. This also provides the opportunity for a redemption story, which Americans love nothing better than. Which T. Morant and his family are wearing shirts tonight that literally say redemption on them as uh, T. Morant, Jaws' father, is sitting courtside tonight in Memphis as they take on the Houston Rockets. To the point, though, that you were making about the concern for him, you know, I think we I mentioned this to you in a conversation outside of this, was that I'm even I'm personally more concerned for him now than I was Ooh. even. And here's here's why I say that. Okay. Because I thought, based on the way that this was going to go down, that he was going to be away from the team for a lot more, you know, a period of time than what he actually wound up being away from the team. Yeah. And to the point of there being, at least on its surface, a lack of recognition or accountability to the things that have happened to him, how quickly has he been able to learn the coping mechanisms to stress and then be able to impart those so that he can be much more aware of his actions based on how he is looked at and viewed because if nothing else John Morant for the person yeah has to be in the best position so that the basketball player can be at his best on the floor because if the person isn't where he needs to be all the external pressures that come with being the provider one of the faces of the league and all the things that come with that those get exponentially much more stressful on him to where I hope there isn't some type of relapse, if you will, based on him coming back maybe a little bit too early from what he was dealing with. Because what he was dealing with was very serious, right. very serious issues. I just hope that he had the amount of time away to be able to do that. And it just at least felt on the outside, it may have been a little quick in my mind. And this is the thing, though. I think also one thing to remember is that, hey, man, if people can, people, a lot of people don't have the luxury of getting away from everything to try and work on their healing and betterment. And so maybe the idea is, you know, while he, you know, went to the rehab facility for the amount of time and he has gotten started that, the, you know, the attempt at rehabilitation and getting himself better to, you know, a more level place, whatever the right terminology actually is, um, continues. Again, the idea of the stressful situation. I, I also understand, look, 
he wants to get his money. I think the Grizzlies would like him to get his money, right? If, for, if he does not get that Supermax, that does not bode well for the Grizzlies, a small market team that wants to keep this dude, right? So all those things, right? I just hope that, one, obviously he has the best situation and we can get through this playoffs, everything goes well for him. Maybe he takes the opportunity to continue to get better over the offseason and those things. Um, but two, I, I really and truly hope that he is taking this as seriously as possible. Because again, in the interview, sounded like a lot of talking points. And again, I understand whoever's in charge or whoever, I won't say in charge, but whoever he has in his team, they it is important for them to protect him and give him the right things to say and make sure that he is not, you know, put himself in a bad light. I just really, really, truly hope that he is handling this properly. Um, and kind of, I guess, along similar lines, not exactly the same. Um, we found out today that really a friend, like, yes. I, I mean, a colleague and a, a legend in this thing, Eric Nadell, will not be beginning the season in the booth, this Ranger season in the booth, uh, for his own mental issues. Um, I believe that he was dealing with um, anxiety. Do you have the actual statement up? Because there was a statement put out today mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, Rangers Hall of Fame radio broadcaster of course Eric Nadell won't be in the booth to start the 2023 Major League Baseball season saying in a statement today as many of you know for years I've been an advocate for those with mental health issues I now find myself dealing with anxiety insomnia and depression which are currently preventing me from doing the job I love so I regret to say I will not be in the broadcast booth when the season starts I am receiving treatment as I go through the healing process and encourage others with similar issues to reach out for help. I am tremendously grateful to Matt, Matt Hicks, and Jared, of course, Jared Sandler, for the superb job they are doing in my absence. Rangers management has been wonderful to me. I thank them for their concern, kindness, and understanding. Rangers fans have always given me tremendous support, and I ask for their continued support at this time and in the future. End quote. And obviously, one, and I know you share the sentiment, all the love sent to you know Eric Nadell in this time um and always obviously the one thing that I found very important about that was like that call to take this you know take these things seriously and I think that's really the heart of this thing of jaw on jaw for me yes is I don't really want to be paternal on this I said that when we started talking about this at the very beginning uh somebody on the truckwreck.com text line is talking about how we're using the word relapse and that kind of connotes drug addiction didn't really mean to do that just don't have the perfect words for this and i'm trying to not let perfect stand in the way of good um but really and truly the question that i have here and maybe it's not even a question the hope that i have here is that he's taking it seriously and again it doesn't really matter on my behalf i don't need to know that he's taking it seriously i just would like that he's taking it seriously and i have some there are some things that if you you know try and read between the lines which again is imperfect that would make me question if he's taking this as seriously as I would hope. And again, if he doesn't, that's up to him. That's a prerogative. And he, there's quite a possibility that he is. And it just not does not appear to me that like that to me on the outside, very outside looking. At. Yeah, the complexities of what John Morant is dealing with going to continuously have to overcome. I hope that he has the tools and the resources to be able to do that. Sorry. To ensure that he is having the kind of quality of life on and off the court that will allow him to be the best version of himself. And then everything that comes as a result of that is allowed to be shared through his story and what he's going to learn throughout the course of the next several years 
of his life. And also, I mean, let's take let's make this and point this outwards. Uh, everybody, if you have something that you feel like you are dealing with, take that seriously. Like, I, I mean, that's as simply as I could put it, right? Don't feel like that is something that you can sweep away or something that does not matter. It does. And it can manifest in various different ways. But I think the biggest thing is make sure you take it seriously and do what you can about it. Coming up next on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Jay Cornergy, the executive vice president of Superbook Sports Operations at Westgate in Vegas, joins us next on the Get Right. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back here on the Get Right, we're Reggie KG on 105. Through the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Ruben Portillo holding it down for you here. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey athlete, chartred.com, text line 877-881-1053, the executive vice president of sportsbook operations for Westgate in Vegas, Jay Cornegan, going to be joining us here in just a moment. Right now, it is tight in the third quarter between your Mavericks and the Golden State Warriors. Right now, the score 84-81 between the Mavericks and the Warriors. As you look at the box score a little bit, uh, Stephen Curry got 13. Jonathan Kaminga still with 14 points. Meanwhile, Luka Doncic, 23 points on 19 shots uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. But in the third quarter, the Golden State Warriors have turned it up a little bit behind Draymond Green, who is 4-5 from the field with 9 points. That's, that's... Draymond Green scoring now? Yep. I mean, all right. Let me not say what I'm thinking. You sure? You mm-hmm. okay. Yep, 100% okay. sure. <laughs> okay. Very very calculated decision there. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on everything happening at the AAC. Uh, before we get Jay in here, though, on the get right to Sweet 16 upon us in the NCAA tournament, Sweet 16 and Elite Action also taking place uh, in Las Vegas. So a lot of action going to be happening in the fight capital of the world, among other things, with the NCAA tournament. Also, shout out to my hometown, 
Kansas City, Missouri hosting Sweet 16 and Elite Act 8 action this year as well. Kansas Jayhawk fans not too thrilled because they thought not only would they be in this portion of the NCAA that tournament. they have a home game? They thought they would be doing it in Kansas City. Who will? Uh, he will. No. <laughs> so shout out to Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks, not Sean in the Sweet 16. But there are terrific teams that are left, including Alabama and Texas. And Kansas State. And Houston among the Sweet 16ers this week. Yeah, so a really interesting piece from The Ringer kind of asks big questions for this this Sweet 16 round and those matchups. And it begins tomorrow evening at 5.30 on TBS with Michigan State and Kansas State. Um, but actually, let me start. Actually, no, let's let's go in order on like when they're being played. How does that sound? All right. So the question um, for Michigan State, Kansas State, can Michigan State cope with K-State's athleticism? First of all, did you ever think you'd hear that? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, look, I'm surprised. I mean, look, the Big Ten's been good this year. Mm-hmm. But Michigan State being in the Sweet 16, not a lot of people saw that coming. Absolutely. I think they only have one player that was a Big Ten all-conference team player. And that's in part because there's not a lot of athleticism on that team. right? Mm-hmm. They got uh, Joey Hauser, who's a shooter. You can pick him out when you see him on the court. Uh, but that, that is the way that they're kicking it, right? Like They just have everybody doing their role, grinding it out, disciplined half-court team. And K-State's in here with uh, Keontae Johnson, who is an athletic wing, who could shoot a little bit, and then Marquise Noel, who might be like, I don't know if he's the star of the tournament by any means, but he's definitely one of the dudes that you want to watch play basketball because he has a great handle, he does a good job navigating screens and all of these things, which K-State is going to throw a lot of at Michigan State. And so the athleticism, their ability to go get rebounds, their ability to run at Michigan State, might dictate the way that this game goes. Uh, if Michigan State can handle that, right, if they can manage to navigate those things, they can keep this as a methodical game and have a competition. If they can't, oh boy, they might get ran out the gym. So that that's what to look for when it comes to Michigan State, Kansas State. Um, otherwise, let's move it along in the, the way that these things go. Arkansas-UConn. Shout out to Eric Musselman, man. I mean... <laughs> Musselman, what he's done with Arkansas has been terrific for them. And, of course, them taking out Kansas, um, you know, in the round of 32 to get themselves to the Sweet 16. A tough basketball team, obviously playing in the SEC. Good stuff from Eric Musselman in this program and where they are taking out what was one of the best teams in the country uh, in Kansas in the round of 32. And some of it is Musselman's recruiting. They got big dudes. Yeah. And they had a size advantage against Kansas, who, oddly enough, usually Kansas can find a big dude. Mm-hmm. Did not have a lot of size, and that kind of tanked them against, I guess, do we have to call uh, we have to call Kansas now Kansas, right? You know, the Arkansas-Kansas. Wow. Bat- you know, you know, whoever wins, you can call it, you either call it Kansas or Kansas, or you call it Kansas. Mm, no? Yeah, no? No, you're not with that? Okay. No. Uh, well, Arkansas now is in this place where they will not have a size advantage against UConn. Um, so how will they fare? It was against a trendy pick to be a final four team who, for a lot of people. UConn, UConn, my final four pick on out of that region there. Okay. Personally. 
Yeah, no, they they have that size. They have that length, even with their wings. Jordan Hawkins, six foot five. Andre Jackson, six foot six, right? So the size is there. So you're not just going, pardon the pun, muscle this team, right? <laughs> so how do they manage to good. handle that? I think that is the question for Arkansas when they take on UConn at 6.15 tomorrow on CBS. Um, are there uh, any? Uh, let's hop around a little bit. Are there any games that you are feeling particularly interested in? This story with Texas, and I mean, obviously, you know, talking about this team, but the the story of what they have put, got themselves to now is fascinating. And Rodney Terry has his group playing terrific basketball. Um, their Sweet 16 matchup, I'm here for as well. So that's a Friday night game at uh-huh. about nine o'clock. Um, so with the University of Texas, that question in that game, does Xavier have the depth to hang with Texas for 40 whole minutes? That's, that's going to be rough. <laughs> keep this. Xavier's bench plays uh, players rather combined to play just 24.8% of the team's minutes this season. That is 310th in the country. Yeah. Like they depend so strongly on their starters. And you compare that to a Texas team. Deep. That is deep. Right. Like, And not only that, their best player, big number one, I believe it's Disu. The center, mm-hmm. like when you got guys that are going to play in tier, inside, what does that usually lead to? Fouls. Yeah, right. Those types of things, right? Because there's going to be contact in there, right? Are they going to be able to handle the depth and like the talent, right? The aggressive style of defense, all of these things, the running that Texas is capable of doing. Um, so if if this ends up being that, right, where they cannot hang, well. Thanks for stopping by the booth, uh, Xavier. Texas moves on, which obviously, in some uh, regards, is to be expected, right? The other game that I'm highly interested in, obviously, you've got Houston and Miami. You've got, you know, as we mentioned, Xavier and Texas. Alabama and San Diego State. Yes. Alabama, obviously, arguably the best team in the country. Shout out to Houston and Kelvin Sampson and his group. San Diego State can play, though. (laughs) <laughs> and I think they're going to give Alabama some problems in their Sweet 16 matchup. And I would not be surprised if San Diego State found a way to take out Alabama in their Sweet 16 game. All right. So the question that the ringer poses for uh, this matchup, which will happen early afternoon um, on Friday, how many threes will uh, Alabama threes will San Diego State be willing to give up? Right. San Diego State generally. And when it comes to defense in, in, in basketball nowadays, the game, name of the game is what are you willing to live with? And it seems like San Diego State's answer is threes, right? If you want to go ahead and take those threes, that is cool, right? They play a pack line defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they end up kind of making sure with the pack line defense, for those that don't know, everybody's inside that three-point line and like maybe a step inside the three-point line and your players actually don't play on their defend or on the players that they're defending. They play between them, like in the spaces. So that makes it so that passing the ball is more difficult and those things. But again, you step inside the three-point line. That means now that you have uh, a lot of free range on the perimeter. And you know how that bodes against Alabama? Take a guess. Yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah, no. They that are <laughs> they are analytics central. Yes. Get this, right? I love jacking up threes. 33, 34% of their shots are at the rim. 35% of their shots are three-point shots above the break. Another 11% of their shots are three-point shots in the corners. 
Fourteen percent of their shots are, are are outside of the the paint, are outside of right underneath the rim, but in the rest of the paint. Yeah. And then only four percent of their shots are mid range two pointers. Right, like <laughs> they are absolutely the analytics dream Nate Oates has dreamed up. They can't stand Devin Booker. They would hate Devin Booker on it's, their team. <laughs> and KD. And KD. And Chris Paul. Yeah. No, no, but Kawhi. legitimately, they have gone to this point where they are mathing this thing up in addition to having really good players and the best player in the nation. Threes are worth more than twos, and it helps when you have Brandon Miller. So maybe, <laughs> maybe if they're, you know, San Diego State is not giving up as many threes. Maybe if Alabama's having a bad three-point shooting night, maybe if San Diego State is able to turn the ball over, right, maybe they have a chance. But if they let Alabama get up here and put a whole bunch of threes efficiently, cancel Christmas. It's over for them. Last thing I'll say on some of these matchups here because I just got to bang on the matchup because it is there for the taking. Let me tell you something. When the committee put this bracket together and they looked at the South, they were dreaming of a matchup between possibly Alabama and Arizona in the Elite Eight. <laughs> Instead, one of the teams that will be in the Elite Eight out of the South bracket will be either the six-seeded Creighton Blue Jays That's right. or the 15-seeded Princeton Tigers. One of those two teams will be in the Elite Eight in this year's South bracket. I'm sure the committee was like, oh, we didn't think this was going to happen. But here we are. Yeah. Question for this game. Can Princeton's Tosin of Buomwan right. counteract Ryan Kalkbrenner's rim protection? I want a little bit of applause for getting through them names. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> you. We can keep it moving. Um, but Princeton does not play a lot of seven-footers in the Ivy League, I, I'm sure you imagine. Except Creighton got one, right? Ryan Kalkbrenner. Um, and that could take some getting used to when it comes to a seven-footer in the paint. So, obviously, you'll have to counteract that nature of it. And so, you know, Tosin is normally, like, he's, he's a power forward, right? Mm-hmm. He'll play the five every once in a while. But now you are contending with a legitimate, big-as-they-can-get big man. So, you know, now you have to, you know, contend with the big guy in the middle. Can you do that? Because that means that rebounding is probably going to skew. That means that... Uh, your shots in the paint, if you were getting there, will probably be adjusted or altered. And so in the college game where sometimes the margins can be really thin, that might mess it up for you. I think the best game of the Sweet 16 matchups, though, for me personally, will be Gonzaga, UCLA. 85-year-old Drew Timmy taking on UCLA. He's only 22. Might as well be 85 in college years. I was like, it's <laughs> fine. That that career in Russia could wait a next year. Uh, how will UCLA, one of the better defensive teams in this uh, in this tournament, defend Gonzaga's Drew Timmy? Right? This is the thing. You mentioned he's been here a while, Drew Timmy. He's played in this tournament a few times, and it is evident. Did you see that boy go to work in that game this weekend on, I believe, Sunday, I believe? Um, man, he has all the post moves for days. He's got the tips and the tricks. He is a college basketball veteran, and UCLA is going to have a time dealing with him. So UCLA, uh, they've played Gonzaga a couple of times uh, the last few seasons. And with that, they you, they threw a lot of double teams at him previously. And that is not good because Drew Timmy can pass out of those, right? Like, he is the perfect uh, old-school big or maybe a slightly more new-school big in that way because he's like, hey, man. I have got enough tips and tricks. I'm wily enough to beat you. And then if you want to double, I will just pass and get these threes for my guys. Thankfully, UCLA this year has a couple of guys that can maybe play him one up. 
and they obviously then can also help each other have a little bit of help but also just play one up if they're capable of limiting drew timmy that's when they have an opportunity to do something interesting because uh, ucla if you start letting Gonzaga, the offense that this team has, and particularly Drew Timmy go to work, you're going to be in a bad way. UCLA is not one of those teams that scores incredibly big. So you're going to absolutely need um, your your offense, or sorry, your defense rather, which is second adjusted in the nation to contend with the number one offense in the league, in the nation, in Gonzaga, and Drew Timmy, the engine of it. It's going to be a lot of fun in the Sweet 16 as we get are starting to wind down the NCAA tournament as teams look to punch their ticket to the Elite Eight. It's the Get Right. We're Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. We are about to start the fourth quarter at the America Airlines Center as the Dallas Mavericks find themselves uh, down 96-93 heading into the fourth quarter. Coming up next, Jay Cornegy, the Executive Vice President of Superbook Sports Operations, is going to join us next on The Get Right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on the Get Right. We're Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, yep. Ruben Portillo holding it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leaving On Station. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the TrentRare.com text line, 877-881-1053, to 96 with 946 left in the fourth quarter between the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. We'll keep you up to date at what's happening with the Mavericks and the Warriors here as the game winds down. Right now, though, we are joined here on the Get Right by the executive vice president of sports book sports Oper- superbook sports operations, excuse me, at the Westgate Las Vegas <laughs> Resort and Casino. I thought I was gonna get it right, like smooth right through it. Jay, we we've been we've been making fun of your title a little bit and how much of a how wordy <laughs> it is for KG here. Is, is there something that you go by, like, or is, is there something that you can say a little bit quicker in most situations, or do you usually just gotta sprawl it all out? It's probably boss. Uh, boss is good. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is, boss man. <laughs> Las Vegas boss man, yeah. Jay Cornegy. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you guys say that because we make fun of our titles too. You know, it's like these long titles, and you know, it's like when I got promoted to executive vice president it was i still had the same parking spot it i mean it didn't change it didn't mm. change anything but these titles are so long they can't even fit on your name badge any, lo- any, lo- <laughs> any longer wait so what does it say on your name badge it says j boss and then man just boss just... <laughs> yeah j boss yeah Fantastic. boss j yeah there it is well, there's a lot happening in your backyard right now the sweet 16 yeah. and the elite eight happening this week, the NIT there as well. Just talk about the buzz in the city with the NCAA tournament and the NIT both descending upon Las Vegas and what it means for the city and for obviously the budding sports landscape for Las Vegas as well. Uh, we're, we're so excited to host uh, you know, the West Regional here. And uh, you know we had some terrific matchups, but the city was uh, you know, a long time ago once it was announced, uh, you, know, you could just – 
feel the vibe and the excitement that the you know and the pride that the city has in, in hosting these type of events and you know we we don't we don't take it for granted at all um i know a lot of different events and championships have um made their las vegas or made las vegas their home and um I tell you that uh, we we know that there's a lot of competition out there and we we just we got to put on our you know a game and we got to make sure that we put on a show that you know keeps coming and makes you know people come back and and these events uh, when they think about a host city they think about Las Vegas so it's um it's it's very interesting to see this host the west regional because it wasn't that long ago Las Vegas you know I mean we couldn't even advertise on the Super Bowl we couldn't advertise our city we there were there were a lot of restrictions uh, um you know concerning Las Vegas and and what we you know were all about and sports gaming was right at the top of the list and now we know times have changed and they have changed very quickly here we are just a couple of years later we're hosting the West Regional we got the Frozen Four coming of course we got the Super Bowl coming mm -hmm. next year and then we have the final four coming in in uh, 28. So um, the city is very excited. We're very proud and uh, we're honored to, to host these events. Now, Jay, obviously, when it comes to this time of year, particularly with the NCAA men's tournament, uh, the people's investment is with their brackets and everybody seems to have their own ways that they, they fill it out, whether they believe that the most important thing is veteran guard play or whether they, you know, offense or defense or what have you. I'm always interested on what Vegas, you know, does in like kind of the general way. What, what do you end up prioritizing when you're trying to set these lines on these college basketball teams? Understanding that we are betting on the actions of 18, 19 and 20 year olds. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm always looking for those 20 and 21 year olds mm. <laughs> myself. You know, those teams that are experienced, I, I, you know, and you, you talk about guard play, we talk about defense, we talk about crunch time defense. We look at those uh, as uh, some of our top priorities, but experience is right up there. And not only, um, you know, experience with, with some of the contending teams, those really those title contending teams. But, you know, when you're filling out brackets and you look at some of these smaller schools, I mean, I certainly would look at experience because those are the most dangerous ones. Those guys that have fifth year seniors transfers uh, that might come from a school that we're not used to seeing in the tournament. Those are very dangerous teams, especially in that first weekend. But as it, you know, thins out and the cream rises, you're still looking at some of the, the experience, the guard play, the defense and especially that half court crunch time defense is some, are, are some of the um, factors that we look at. Which team are you seeing the most action on as we get ready for mm. the regional semis and regional finals as the week goes on here? Well, you guys are going to love this one. The Longhorns. Okay. Mm, the Longhorns. Okay. They, they have been getting action throughout the entire year and it's actually our biggest liability by far our biggest liability for uh, on any team to win the national championship so you know even though i won't mind them winning you know our the superbook would take a little bit of a hit if the longhorns were to be crowned the champions this year now we all take it in stride because there's a there's a lot of action on all these different games we got regional betting we have prop betting and everything but if it's just about the championship uh, the one team that seems to get a lot of action and has throughout the entire year 
have been the Longhorns. We've also received some action on Tennessee as well. Okay. Um, that's all RJ Choppy. Right. I, I, I don't know if you know him, but that is all exclusively from one of our, our, co, our, our um, co-workers, RJ Choppy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can certainly blame RJ for that one. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the other team that, because they're in here almost every year and that's Gonzaga. Gonzaga as you know, the WCC, the West Coast Conference, uh, has their tournament uh, here in town every year. And they bring a lot of fans, and their fans support the Zags uh, every single year. And this year is no different. So we got a little liability attached to uh, the, the Gonzaga Bulldogs as well. So uh, the Western teams, you talk about Texas, Gonzaga, um, and uh, outside of Tennessee, UCLA is the other one that gets a, a lot of attention out here. Wow, we still got like uh, wooden fans coming around. All right, fantastic. So it sounds like you were joining <laughs> me in voting and rooting for Houston to win this all. Does that sound like sound right? Oh, I'll take Houston all the way. I have a little ticket <laughs> on Houston myself. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I hope all that right. you cash that. We'll say that. Uh, one thing I'm interested in, I always love, and I've tried to pay more attention this year in particular to the women's tournament. I, how how does the betting compare in that? Because I understand the men's tournament has become like a American staple, an American institution. I'm interested. How does the how do the numbers come in on the women's tournament? It really, uh, I mean, it can't compare to the men's tournament, but it does tri- trickle in a little bit. Um, and every year it gets a little bit more popular. At, I mean, once they started televising, you know, every single game for the most part, um, on the women's side of things, uh, the obviously once it's on TV, you know, more and more people bet it. But it wasn't that long ago. I mean, most books only booked the final four of the women's tournament. But now you'll see uh, regular season games, uh, not throughout the entire season, but some of the uh, bigger matchups that we see. Uh, that uh, make national headlines. We'll have those games up, and then we'll book every single uh, tournament game and and some of the uh, NIT as well. So the women's game, even though it won't match up to the the men's side of things, um, it become it's becoming more and more popular each and every year. Jay Cornegan, the executive vice president of. Superbook. He already Sports. ran out of steam. It happened that quickly. No, I had it. I had it. I promise you, I had it. <laughs> uh, Superbook Sports Operations at Westgate joining us here on the Get Right or Educate You here on 105 through the fan. Uh, any prop bets or any particular bets when it comes to most outstanding player of the tournament? Any any interesting action on certain prop bets or specific bets that you're looking at right now? You know, one of the more popular uh, prop bets that we post uh, at the beginning of the tournament um, is uh, wins by conference. And uh, that those uh, and we put it on for almost every single conference that's represented in the tournament. They always seem to get a lot of attention from the betters, not just from the sharp guys, but from the general public as well. Now, the uh, MVP, we don't have up until later. And maybe we get to the final four. Once we get to that point, we'll have those up. But uh, the individual games. Pending the state, you know, some of the states we can't post the, some of these things, but some of the states or most of the states we can uh, post uh, individual props up for each and every game. You know, we'll we'll put the stars up as far as uh, points, rebounds, assists, uh, a combination of three pointers, uh, those type of things. They 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 don't really get a lot of attention until we get to the final four. Once we get to those matchups and they have plenty of time to look over the last four remaining teams, the propositions will get the attention from the betters. 
Where, where does March Madness, the men's tournament in particular, when does that rate when it comes to like your national schedule of events? Because obviously when people would guess the Super Bowl, the top, and then I don't know how that would work with the betting world. It seems like there's a lot of fodder here in March. Oh, yeah. There, I know a lot of people like to talk, you know, and compare the Super Bowl with March Madness, but uh, March Madness is a very unique event. It's more popular at the beginning of it than the end of it. The first four days of the tournament are very comparable to Super Bowl and will post comparable numbers to the Super Bowl as far as dollars um, wagered. But the one thing that the, the tournament is king of is the number of tickets. We write um, oh, just, a, a, I would say, probably about 30 to 40% more tickets on the first four days of the tournament than we do the Super Bowl itself. Wow. Now, the average wager is a lot less. Mm -hmm. I mean, the average wager on the Super Bowl is probably around just over $200. Uh, the average uh, bet size on um, a college basketball game during the first four days of the tournament is more like about $50, $60. So the the March Madness tournament, especially the first four days, is the ticket king. That's what we That's what we call it because there's just so many tickets, so many people betting into it compared to some of the bigger players that we see during Super Bowl weekend. Jay, tell the folks where they can find you and what is going to be going on over the next few days in Vegas with everything happening out there. Oh, it's good. We're very, like I said, we're so excited. Uh, you know, the Western Regional, uh, you know, is played out tomorrow. Um, and, you know, throughout the town, we have a number of parties uh, that are going on and, and a lot of special events, a lot of um watch parties, as you can imagine, but also uh, we have uh, a lot of basketball stars that are coming, hosting these parties uh, as we welcome in some of the, the uh, you know, past stars in, in the basketball world. And then we also have, um, um, oh gosh, I forgot what I was going to tell you, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the I, I tell you, some of the special events that we do have, I mean, I, they involve music, they involve entertainers, they have comedians, they are putting on their A game for, for this Western uh, regional. And I'll tell you, it's uh, something that um, uh, I'm very excited about, but I still haven't landed my tickets yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on that. And uh, they can find us here at Superbook Sports. Uh, uh, um, you can check us out on Twitter. You can check my, myself out uh, at Jay Cornegay. Or you can check us out at Superbook Sports. Well, if you find two tickets to Usher's uh, residency, you know, you can slide those my way so that my That's wife. What he was talking about. I'm just saying, you know, it's in Vegas. You know, okay. Usher's doing his you residency. You said you, you'll pay for the flight yourself. Just, yeah, you I'll, just do, I'll do what I need okay, to do to fantastic. get there. But if you can find a couple of tickets to Usher's residency, that would be fantastic for me and husband yeah, of the year uh, candidacy. Uh, I'll tell you what, if I see uh, I come across some Usher tickets, I might get <laughs> some sticky fingers. So I'm not sure if I'll be able to slide those over. <laughs> he is the executive vice president of Superbook Sports Operations at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. There it is. Yeah. Yes, Jay Cornegay, good enough to join us here on the Get Right. Jay, as always, appreciate the time and enjoy yourself yeah, appreciate this you, week with the NCAA tournament. All right. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Appreciate it. Jay Cornegay, good enough to join us here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, it's the Jaden Hardy show right now in the fourth quarter Ooh. for the Dallas Mavericks as they are in a battle 
right now with the Golden State Warriors. It is tied at 115 between the Warriors and the Mavericks. Jaden Hardy uh, playing extremely well. He's got eight points so far in the fourth quarter. Coming up next, though, on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. The best NFL free agent fits, including this one for this receiver not named DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. We'll talk about it next on the Get Right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.